1: Very well in yourself, Benji.
0: I am fantastic. Now, before we get into the meat of the discussion for today, I just thought we should update the listeners because last week or the week before, we were discussing this new policy of the government that wanted to increase huge amounts of tax and all sorts of things uh, for the purposes of creating some kind of welfare fund. And there was a bit of an outcry, and we discussed it on the show and uh, there's been uh, some result of that.
1: Absolutely, there has, and it's a good result, and it's clearly due to to public pressure and public outcry from from various groups, uh, organisations, and from individuals in in the public. Uh, we ran a campaign on it, which uh, brought about twenty two thousand, delivered twenty two thousand individual submissions to to the minister, and as a result, she's withdrawn the the green paper. And she states that it's about all the reasons being behind that are because she feels that it's not uh, explaining the situation enough, so they've withdrawn it to further develop and, and further present what the the ideas inside there were actually supposed supposed to mean, whether that means they' have actually withdrawn the policy in its entirety, is uh, debatable. I don't think they have. What they're going to do is what government typically does is withdraw it and then reword it in some way and then present it under some some other heading or an, un, under other bill at a, at a later stage. But either way, it's a good example and a victory for civil society.
0: Yes, absolutely, Robert. I think uh, a good, a good um, example of what can be achieved when we harness the sorts of tools available to us to uh, handle issues that are related to the governance of the country and and really the kind of things that uh, we discuss here on this segment as well as what you are doing in your own show, um, you know, in your own show as well. So I think it's a uh, guys and, and, you know, people always ask us, yeah, but does it make a difference? Uh, um, and I think very clearly this, this was an example of how, how it did so. Different. So that's good, good, good news. Uh, Let's talk about the process of another contentious bill, which has been trundling away through Parliament for quite some time. The Committee on Land Reform uh, has agreed to take an amendment to Parliament changing the Constitution with regards to land ownership. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so the uh, Constitution 18th Amendment Bill was recently put out for, for public comment, and that proposed an amendment to Section 25 to cater for land expropriation without comp- compensation. And what that resulted in was a debate between the ANC and the EFF as to how this should be handled. Should a state be custodian of, of the land or should... Uh, Individuals in their own right be issued with uh, certificates and, and ownership and and so on. So, what's happened there is that the the committee called a meeting. Parliament had a had a meeting or session about this about the bill after after the public participation was completed, and the FF didn't pitch up for for the meeting stating they had uh, a conflict with the ANC on certain rulings and they, they wouldn't be attending the meeting. So what has happened is the their entire bill now has come to a standstill and it seems to be an unresol- unresolvable situation. So amending the, the Section 25 of the Constitution at this stage seems to be put on, on the back burner. And the um A and c has proposed uh, to instead use the expropriation bill, which was also recently amended, and then obviously test that process through the courts and the uh, recently established um land courts which which will take care of the the whole process so that in a way is is a good move, but it doesn't mean that the idea of expropriation without compensation has completely fallen away. It hasn't. It's now they've simply found a way to bypass amending the, the elections at, at this stage.
0: Yeah, Rob, I think it's going to be a very interesting discussion to have a look at. Uh, of course, you never know with the EFF. They could turn around at the last minute because the ANC has said that they're going to take it to Parliament, but they don't have the two-thirds majority to actually push it through. But if the mm-hmm. EFF were to change its mind, uh, you could actually have this change to the Constitution, even though the EFF has said that it's not really interested.
1: Absolutely correct, yeah. And that's, that's the, the, the major concern, I think, is that the EFF does, uh, tend to change their mind quite often. So it's, it's very likely that they will side with the ANC because it's, it does still push forward, um, expropriation without compensation, regardless of, of amending the constitution. However, it's, it will now be open to parliamentary debate, which does involve the, the other parties as well. Uh, which can also vote against it. And it does require at least a, I think it's a 70 or 75% majority to amend the Bill of Rights. So that's, we enforce some interesting times, interesting times on that. Should the, should the EFF not side with the ANC on this, I doubt this will actually go through.
0: You get a reprieve this week, uh, from your normal show, uh, because we're not on air. Uh, so I thought I would get you a, a quick input into something which I think is, really, really interesting and and causing no doubt chaos at the 2D House. Do you think that the IEC is going to open up registration again for the ANC because they didn't register a whole bunch of their candidates for the upcoming elections and it means that even if nothing changes from a voting perspective there's now dozens of places that are up for grabs.
1: Yeah, it certainly is going to be an interesting time. Um, my personal opinion I I I actually hope that IC does open up the the registration for for ANC. If if they don't, it's going to create major problems after the election, where the ANC will be well within their rights to contest the validity of of the elections as and uh, challenge it, citing that it's. Wasn't a free and fair election, so I'd, I'd rather that the IC actually opened it up, allowed them to register their candidates, and we had, went ahead with a with a full election. You you wouldn't want an opposition party to win something that could be easily challenged at, at at a later date. However, that will require a slight bending of the rules and probably a a public appeal or appeal to the other parties to to uh, See if they they agree to it, and again I I hope they they do, and if if they are confident in their election processes and campaigning and messages, then they really shouldn't have anything to to worry about at at all. But again, it's it's up to to the uh, to the ISC to actually decide on that. You know, the whole thing started when um the ANC couldn't pay pay salaries at the Tshwane House, and they they knew well at the beginning of of August that this this would happen, that they wouldn't uh, have enough staff to complete the, the lists and submit them, and and so on. So they knew well in advance that there there was going to be issues and they knew how to resolve them. Whether that will uh, be a factor in the ISC's decision, well we 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 don't know. But yeah, it's going to be a rather interesting time times ahead in in the elections. With I think it's around eighty three. Um, positions available in municipalities spread right across the country.
0: Of course, Rob, and there is actually precedent on this. Actually, running the other way, there was a request once by the National Freedom Party down in KZN requesting that that they could uh, register someone after date and in fact the IEC said no uh, because you know everyone has a um, you know a fair shot at getting their their people registered. So it's interesting to see. In effect, you, the argument is the ANC is too big to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, so we have to kind of, but if the, and, and the, the ASC is also claiming that the IC system didn't work, which I think is also important. If they can prove that, then I think there's a much bigger case than if they were just too useless to get their stuff done in time.
1: Absolutely correct. Yeah. So they are claiming that the, the system or the online registration system crashed or, or froze or something like that. So, yeah, you're right. If they can get that proven, then, then they do stand a, a greater chance. Um, But again, it's, it'll, it'll be up to the IEC to prove that. Did any other parties suffer from the same, the same problems? Well, it appears not. So, you know, it's going to have to be decided more than likely in, in the courts. Although they, they, they withdrew their first application to, to the courts, um, for unknown reasons. So, well, let's, let's see what happens.
0: Absolutely. And we will carry on following this after the New York. Rob, thank you so much. For joining us
1: and we'll chat to you again soon fantastic benji have a have a wonderful wonderful break and in, enjoy enjoy we'll catch you soon
0: thank you so much